Sometimes you experience fragrance in the presence of certain people. Why is it so? Out of the five senses we have, which is the ability to touch and experience hot or cold, the ability to smell and therefore experience fragrance and odors, the ability to see and therefore experience good and bad sights, the ability to hear and therefore experience pleasant and unpleasant sounds. Out of these, the two most developed natural abilities are the ability to taste and the ability to smell. But it varies in different people. It varies from one individual to another. Some people can eat very bland food and eat very spicy food and not even tell the difference. You know, some people are very sensitive to food. The more evolved you are on the spiritual path, the more sensitive you become to touch, taste, sounds, smells, <clears throat> and sights. That's why, for example, a real saint, a divine person, will feel pain at the sight of somebody else's pain. They will feel bad at the sight of somebody being yelled at. They will taste food much more than an average person would. And therefore, the more evolved you are, not everybody smells that fragrance, you see. And not everybody senses it the same way. But just like if you're an iron, piece of iron and you stay next to a magnet, eventually you also develop a certain pull. You too become the magnet, although temporarily, yet for a long enough period. So when you stay in a certain environment, in certain people's company, it starts to rub off you. So being in certain people's company can bring about profound changes in you. There was this uh, saint called Neem Kroli Baba. So he had a lot of uh, Americans who were his disciples. One such disciple, his name was Richard Alpair. So Richard once on an interview said, Baba loved everybody. And that didn't surprise me much. He said he was a saint after all. It is their job to love everybody. What surprised me the most is that when I was in his company, I loved everybody. He said the only emotion I felt for anybody when I was in his presence was love. And that is really the difference. The more evolved you are, the more you can see. So the first step on the evolution, spiritual growth, is the ability to smell. You experience fragrance even when you tread the path of meditation or bhakti, devotional service. In the beginning, you don't see divine manifestation. You only experience these sometimes sounds, sometimes smells, fragrances. 
and then you know something is different. So when a rose smells like a rose, is it really the rose? What is in it that smells like a rose? Ultimately, what has happened, it has taken sunlight and it has taken water. There are no other nutrients in it. It's not eating dirt. If I plant a rose in a pot and I have two kilograms of earth in that pot, even after a year, earth will remain two kilograms. It's not the plant is growing, but it's not eating earth. It's only surviving on two elements, water and sunlight. So clearly sunlight and water together, when mixed at a certain frequency, have the ability to emit a certain fragrance. So divine beings assimilate everything that's in nature. Sometimes they smell like rose, Sometimes they'll smell like lotus, sometimes like jasmine. Each one of us in this room had the same ability. But because of the impurities, most of us reject what's in the nature. And because we reject, we are not able to gain from it, we are not able to take from it, we are not able to utilize it. There is obviously moisture in this air right now. So water is present. There's been plenty of sunlight all day in this room. There is light. Some of us are processing it differently and other people are processing it differently. Similarly, certain times divine people choose to open their lid. And at that time, you experience a certain fragrance. And there are times when they choose to close it because some can be allergic to fragrances and perfumes. And when they choose to close it, the same person, and you don't experience any fragrance. So there are two elements in play. A, the divine person himself or herself, and B, the person who is at the receiving end, the receptor. Both have to be in sync. If your nose is blocked, you can sit in a room full of fragrance, but you won't experience anything. Right? I could be trying to smell a rose, but if I got sinusitis, I won't be able to smell it. So just like to be able to see any sight, there has to be light and the right exposure. When that light hits my retina, that's when an image is formed. Similarly, you have an internal canvas, a projector of these five tanmatras, touch, taste, smell, sound, um, and sight. When the right exposure, spiritual light hits at the right exposure, that's when you experience anything. But beyond these experiences is the transcendental experience. When it's no longer about sight, touch, taste, smell, or sound. Then you rise above the senses. But the path takes you from here. This is the path. And then you rise above it. And then you say, well, every sound is divine sound. 
It's not disturbing me anymore. Every fragrance is divine fragrance. Every smell, every touch. I only see divinity. You only see what you have in you. If you don't have it in you, you can't see it in the other person. If I have two eyes, a pair of eyes, at least one, then alone can I see anybody else's eyes. <laughs> if I don't have my own eyes, I can't see anybody's eyes. If I am impure, the only thing I will see in other people is their impurities. Because that's what I have in me. And that's what I can relate to. But if I am pure, and if somebody even intentionally does something to me, I won't think it's intentional. I think, oh, this person must have made a mistake. So, the whole world, in that sense, is your creation. A disciple <laughs> asked the master, said, is it true that there is one minute enlightenment? And the master said, yes. In fact, you have said 59, minutes too, 59 seconds too long. You can't get enlightenment in a flash, in a second. He said, all you have to do is open your eyes to see. And he said, if I can get enlightenment in one second, then why do I have to go through all this meditation and, and discipline and all that? And the teacher said, because even though enlightenment happens in one second, it can take a lifetime to open the eyes. Because the eyes are closed. When the eyes are closed, the person in front may be dancing, maybe there may be all sorts of beautiful sights, but you won't see a thing. We have to open our eyes. And the greatest barrier in opening our eyes is analysis that comes from conditioning. How many people can see things for what they are? Just being a reception, just being a receptor. Let me not analyze, criticize, let me not evaluate, let me just observe for what things are. The difference between a divine being and an average human being is the ability, is the difference in the ability to see things as they are without creating their own, own view and opinion from the word go. Most people can't stop evaluating. They feel this urge, this need to put everything in boxes. Good, bad, right, wrong, moral, immoral, fair, unfair, pleasant, unpleasant. They have these boxes and you look deep within you, if you are one of those people, you would have categorized everybody in one of those boxes. This is a good person in a good box, a bad person in a bad box. This is the right thing to do in the right box, this is the wrong thing to do in the wrong box. But that's your view and you're carrying all these uh, boxes and you're traveling with this giant piece of luggage, this baggage, 
and therefore there is no time to smell any nice fragrance there is no time to see any beautiful sounds so many people come to this ashram but how many actually stop on the way to just stop for a moment and look at the mountains everybody's in a rush to get here and then feed themselves and go through the austerities here of course and then listen to discourses and then go home how many actually take the time to sit outside at night and just see the stars the sky something you only get to see here you know even in the west you go to natural places because there is so much of artificial light you don't get to see the stars you have to be in the countryside somewhere how many people see nature for what it is very few we are so engrossed in our own thoughts own desires own views that we don't give ourselves time to live life to love life to laugh at life to be one with life and because we have lost touch with ourselves in fact we don't experience life for what it is life feels like a drag but at that time you should know that you have distanced yourself from light and because you've distanced yourself from light now you're sitting in darkness and because you're sitting in darkness you are unable to appreciate what all is there it all appears black and that journey begins with purification the more you purify the more you experience the more you experience naturally the stronger your belief the stronger your belief the more unshakable your faith the more unshakable your faith the more divine 